This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, October 20th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part seven of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. Absolutely. Well, well, companies in the private sector have a tremendous and vital role to play because even though this seems like a lot of money, in many of these programs, states have to actually come up with some of the match themselves. And some states just may not have those funds or opt not to do that. And so in terms of the private sector, um, P3s, joint ventures, providing that match, being there to think about leveraging those federal funds to the maximum extent possible. They have a they have a role to play that, in fact, we are all eyes are looking at them to help them get across the finish line in terms of these goals. Um, I will give you just one example. Um, there is a funding a stream, uh, it's a very long name, so I won't see the whole thing, but essentially it's there to ensure reliability and resiliency. That's a $5 billion program. And within that program, the state is looking at areas that have historically been affected by severe weather, like Pat mentioned, right, the wildfires. And in those areas, they're thinking about developing transmission storage distribution infrastructure that's going to help improve resiliency and reliability. And so to the extent that companies can get in front of their state stakeholders, their governor's offices, their state legislatures, their PUCs, um, their state energy officers, their chief resiliency officers, this is a stakeholder chain within the state that is all looking at these funds and thinking, what is the best way that I can spend this money? And I can tell you from my conversations with different states, they're not they're worried that they're not going to be able to provide that match, whatever it might be, from their state budgets. And so they're looking for help from the private sector. And so I really encourage companies to ha- start having that dialogue because um, they can they really have a, a role to play that is going to aid in protecting our environment um, as well as our energy uh, sector. Just listening to you, I'm thinking we could have a whole session just on following the funds and the breakdown of the state bill. by state. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. And the, and and just you know, again, um, I think it would be important probably now to switch to the technology influence. You know, Pat, focusing on the power of data and predicting power failures. How can technology be the enabler to help modernize the U.S. power grid? To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. The head of U.S.-based upstream services firm Baker Hughes Company said energy security is becoming a novel challenge for the global community. Russia's invasion of Ukraine in late February has exposed deep fissures in the global energy sector. While it wants to break Russia's grip on energy, much of Europe remains bound by a dense network of pipelines that the Kremlin can seemingly turn off and on at will. Liquefied natural gas could solve some of those problems because its endpoint deliveries are dynamic, something that's obviously not the case for piped natural gas. That gives the European economy options ranging from Australia to Qatar to the U.S. to name but a few. 
The Biden administration earlier this week announced that it will use $30 million from the bipartisan infrastructure law to fund research and development for wind energy projects both onshore and offshore. The Department of Energy will allocate $28 million for advancing technologies needed to transmit electricity from offshore wind sources over long distances, helping coastal communities benefit from offshore wind developments, improving permitting processes to make distributed wind more accessible to communities, and improving technologies to help bats avoid wind turbines. In addition, $2.5 million is being allocated for research on the anchors and mooring systems to attach floating offshore wind structures to the seafloor. A cut in a Peruvian oil pipeline offers insights into the country's energy challenges. On October 18th, Petro Peru, the national oil company, stated that individuals had made a cut in the first section of the oleoducto Nor Peruana Peru's main oil pipeline, which transports oil from the northern oil fields to the Bay Over Terminal in the Pacific Ocean. As a result of constant attacks, the ONP has been offline for several months, impacting the nation's oil production. The latest attack led to an oil spill that impacted local rivers. As part of the official pipeline inspection, authorities found that another five cuts had been made in the pipeline, though none of them led to oil spills. And the economy may be in an uproar with the world cloaked in uncertainty, but Industrial Info's research group for the pharmaceutical and biotech industry is tracking 213 North American new build projects with a 2022 start date. Those projects represent a potential investment of more than $20 billion. The projects range from CubeSciTech's $1 million psilocybin lab in Canada to Fujifilm Biosynth Biotech. Technologies' $2 billion mega project galaxy in North Carolina. The traditional industry clusters on the east and west coast are staying strong, but locations across the U.S. and Canada are sprouting up. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.